Xtalks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. This week on the show, we are discussing Mars recalling Skittles, Starburst, and Lifesaver gummies over possible metal contamination. And Kids Fresh, the better for you kids brand. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the X Talks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, senior food industry journalist and webinar moderator at xtalks.com. And this week, I'm joined by Vera Kovacevic, and our colleague Aisha Rashid is away this week. Thanks for coming today. So I'm going to start us off with a story about yet another recall. So last week, Mars Wrigley announced a voluntary recall of a few candy products after consumers reported thin metal strands in the candy itself or loose in the bag. So the products which were recalled in the U.S. include Starburst, Skittles, and Lifesavers gummies. According to the company, the products were manufactured by a third party and subsequently distributed across North America. So although there have not been any reported illnesses due to the Mars recall, the company advised consumers uh, what to do if they purchased or consumed the candy. So the company said in a press release, Mars Wrigley Confectionery U.S. will work with retailers to remove recalled products from store shelves. If consumers believe they have purchased a recalled item, they should dispose of the product and not consume it. So the recall impacted 13 product SKUs ranging from 3.0-ounce to 12-ounce share bags of gummies. And some of the candy flavors included Lifesavers Wild Berry Gummies along with Starburst Gummies Sours. And the FDA posted the company's recall announcement, which included a complete list of products affected by the recall. So just to clarify, none of the recalled items are the traditional varieties of Skittles, Starburst, or Lifesavers candies. Rather, they are specific packages of the gummies variety of the products. Skittles gummies were the newest addition to the Mars Wrigley family, launching last spring after the new product was announced in November 2020. So the Mars recall follows the voluntary recall of about 60,000 jars of Skippy peanut butter over concerns that a limited number of jars could contain stainless steel fragments from an errant piece of manufacturing equipment, which happened last month. And it also follows last year's Coca-Cola recall of some of its beverages due to the presence of metal bolts, washers, or other foreign objects. So this is a very common issue with recalls, metal contamination, um, which resulted in, you know, it could result in expensive recalls and lawsuits. So the FDA has implemented a metal detection standard to ensure the same principles are followed for all companies. So the FDA's Health Hazard Evaluation Board outlines that metal fragments uh, 0.3 inch to 1 inch or 7 millimeters to 25 millimeters in length are unacceptable if found in any products. And any foreign objects less than 0.3 inches can cause serious injury to people in special risk groups such as infants, surgery patients, and the elderly. So any foreign objects found in food products will be considered adulterated and therefore unsafe. And we talked about this in a previous uh, podcast about voluntary recalls and how they're not actually voluntary, but uh, they are only voluntary in that the company has chosen to recall the product itself rather than the FDA or another uh, agency having to step in and do it for them. So this is another example of one of those recalls. 
But in terms of metal contamination, why is it such a common thing, um, you know, for voluntary recalls? I looked into it and foreign objects like metals can enter food products uh, from metal blades used for cutting, wires from mesh belts used to convey products, washers, nuts, bolts from mixing, cooling, dispensing machines, and, and so on. Um, however, industrial metal, metal detectors can pick up three main types of metals in foods. So there's ferrous, non-ferrous, and stainless steel. Um, and ferrous and non-ferrous metals are conductive and thus making them very easy to detect or relatively easy to detect. However, stainless steel is actually one of the hardest metals to be picked up by sensors, and they're neither magnetic nor conductive uh, when the product is wet uh, or has high salt content. So the detection becomes even harder. And we don't know what type of metal was detected in this Mars recall, um, but it was likely bypassed by sensors resulting in consumer complaints. So yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on, on um, you know, metal contamination and all of these uh, recalls lately? Do you think the FDA needs to be doing more um, or are these just things that are bound to happen? Um, I guess it's lucky in this case that no one was, was injured, uh, but I would imagine it's still shocking for consumers to open a bag of gummies and find a piece of metal in there. Yeah, so the recall, um, it was alerted by consumers themselves actually finding. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm wondering, like, possibly, um, I guess the only thing they could do is, like, to continue doing their quality checks and just perhaps do it more frequently or replace their machines after a certain, you know, time point. Um, but, yeah, it's it's unfortunate because these candies are so popular amongst kids um like a lot of people have tried skittles um i've i've never tried the gummy version because this is like a new edition but it's yeah it's also unfortunate like imagine it just came out november um so less than two years ago and, and now it has a recall mm-hmm yeah that's a good point with children really being a, a main sort of audience for for these types of candies and um yeah i mean in terms of in terms of uh you know safety testing i i don't know if this was real or just something I, i've made up in my mind but you know if you're ever watching food being produced and it's going along on a like conveyor belt and and under like cameras sometimes um there'll be special detection cameras or or, or things that can detect like if something isn't food uh, in the packaging. And I'm wondering if, if they have that or if they just have a metal detector. Um, but either way, it got bypassed somehow and it ended up in, in the food. So yeah, I'm wondering if, if there is more they can do or if they're doing as much as they can do given the current technology and it just it, this was just a mistake. And, and they said it was manufactured by a third party. Did they yes. indicate the identity of the third party or no? Yeah, so no, they actually don't mention where it was manufactured. Um, so we don't know where it, where it was, but I guess it was outside of the U.S. in this case. Um, so yeah, maybe it actually wasn't regulated uh, or it wasn't in a facility that was regulated by the FDA uh, or it was just something outside, you know, a place outside of where they're used to manufacturing um, it. So yeah, that's that's a good point. Maybe we can't judge this recall, you know, 
because or as as harshly as we might have because it was a third party or we can judge it more harshly since they trusted a third party and then this happened so yeah all right moving on to our second story and this is a about a company called kid fresh so this is a new york based brand of frozen children's food featuring hidden veggies and it recently added two new products to its robust lineup of frozen meals So the new cheeseburger mac and cheese and cheese pizza wagon wheels feature high quality ingredients and hidden carrots and beets. So both entrees contain 13 grams of protein, are good sources of calcium, and are free from preservatives and artificial ingredients. So Lindsay Caden, the VP of Marketing and Innovation at KidFresh, said in a press release, We know kids love cheeseburgers and cheese pizza and knew they would make great additions to our line of pasta entrees. Wagon Wheel Mac and Cheese is a family favorite and we're thrilled to be expanding the platform with new flavors. So these new entrees will join Kid Fresh's lineup of kid-friendly frozen foods, including homestyle and ranch seasoned chicken strips, pasta with cauliflower, chicken meatballs, and blueberry waffles, among others. So all of its products are made without artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives, and they're frozen immediately after being cooked to preserve the nutrients and flavors. And it also uses BPA-free packaging, phthalate-free bowls, and 100% recycled paperboard. So this company was founded in 2016 by Gilles Dulou and Matt Cohen, and the pair sought out to create delicious and nutritious versions of kids' classic foods. So as parents, they understood how difficult it could be to get kids to eat, let alone eat healthy, and its goal is to make wholesome meals that kids will enjoy and that are convenient for parents. So Cohen said in a press release, as parents who believe children deserve the best foods, we've created a version of kid classics that are as mouth-watering as they are good for all of us. We're incredibly fortunate to build our brand with investment partners who wholeheartedly believe in our mission. So these products are available in over 10,000 grocery stores nationwide, and they target children aged 6 to 8. And while kids are the company's target audience, KidFresh has attracted the interest of several investors since its founding, and it has raised a total of $10.3 million over six funding rounds, led by AF Ventures and Monogram Capital Partners, among other investors. However, if, you know, Hidden Veggies sounds familiar to you, uh, KidFresh is not the only frozen children's brand that contains them. So there's another company called FarmWise Foods, which has a collection of frozen veggie fries like with flavors like broccoli, carrot, cauliflower, chickpea, and red pepper. And Dr. Prager's, which also makes food for adults featuring hidden veggies, since <laughs> it's something adults need as well if they don't like their veggies. Uh, they also have a line for children called Littles that includes chicken nuggets, oatmeal, and various hidden vegetable products. So KidFresh and its competitors are hoping to disrupt the crowded but very lucrative global kids food and beverage market, which was a a segment that I was kind of surprised had its own, uh, you know, segment itself. Um, And it was valued at $101.853 billion in 2019 and is projected to grow at a compound annual growth rate of 4.7% to reach $141.229 billion by 2026. So this is really a really big market that we're talking about. 
So while kids' food and beverage brands target their products toward children, the most important thing is that they gain the approval of the purchaser, who in this case are the parents. So parental approval can often be achieved through healthy brand positioning and socially responsible efforts. And that's why Kid Fresh is striving to formulate food that not only appeals to kids, but also provides nutritional benefits to appease the changing attitudes of parents, and not to mention, very convenient since they are frozen meals and very easy to prepare. So I wanted to just get your thoughts on um, this company. Um, do you think that they are creating products that are different enough to make them stand out in a very you know, crowded kids food market, um, even though they're made for kids? Honestly, I think I would try these products as well because they look really good. And I do like vegetables, but sometimes we don't get all of them in in one day. So to have even more would be better. But yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, on this company. Well, the products look like really, um, at least on the packaging, it looks like you wouldn't even suspect there's a vegetable in there, you know. So when they say hidden vegetables, I guess they mean like the vegetables have been uh, like grinded down so that it's it's essentially really, really small pieces and almost like a maybe a little bit bigger than a powder and you can't even notice them so i'm i'm looking at the image of the chicken um the chicken strips yeah i would never guess that there's cauliflower there yeah yeah that's that's a good point i think we've come a really long way um not that these are the same as like you know uh veggie patties but we've come a long way since you could see the actual vegetables like in in a food product there's so many there's been so many um you know so much innovation in this space um and this just happens to be for for kids and yeah i think you're right they must grind it up um and either combine it with the chicken in that case or even in the breading or something like that but yeah i think the point is is um, to make to make the kids happy, give them a serving or two of vegetables, and in in turn that keeps the parents happy too because their kids are getting the nutrition that they need and the kids are eating. So, and then I also was thinking while I was writing this. Um, are we taking are, are they taking things a little too far not not this company specifically but um you know if let's say you did just feed your children foods with hidden veggies are you discouraging them from eating whole veggies and will they never like veggies if they when they grow up because they didn't eat them enough like do you think we've taken this a little bit too far or do you think no this is a good thing because they still need to eat their veggies i think like Honestly, in today's society where like a lot of parents work, like both parents work, I, I don't know if they always have the time to like prepare, mm -hmm. you know, fresh vegetables or they're always going to have like have fresh vegetables in their fri fridge, right? So mm -hmm. I think it's more of like a quick nutritious meal that you can, you know, prepare for kids when you're on the go or like mm -hmm. if you're if you're out of time. Um, I I do think that a lot of parents would actually encourage their kids to eat whole vegetables as well. Um, but yeah, let's be honest, not a lot of kids want to eat <laughs> that. So I think this is a really good idea, but I think it's, it's possibly meant for like, you know, to prepare like a really nutritious meal in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's a good point. I totally agree. And I was reading a little bit on the this company's website um, from the founders, you know, back when they were children, there weren't really many um, foods like this. They were really just, you know, the Brussels sprouts and you eat them and you don't complain. And that's kind of all there was. So I guess since then, there's been a lot of, um, you know, there's been more innovation in in the kids food and beverage sector um and a lot of it is stemming from the desire to have children eat eat healthy and eat more vegetables and things like that and if this is a way for them to do that then i I think it's great and you're right i think children can also eat vegetables you know on the side and and along with things like this it's just these are supplemental things and and can really help busy parents like you were saying so yeah, it's it's cool to see um, how much, you know, how, how different foods are now for children than they used to be like 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, and of course, like if they have no preservatives, right, then it has to be frozen immediately and it has to be kept frozen until mm-hmm. meal prep time. That's right. Yeah, I feel like they're oftentimes, um, and for good reason, frozen foods can get a bad rap because they have preservatives or, you know, a lot of sodium or just lack nutritional value because it's all been sucked out of the food um, when it gets frozen. But in this case, the food is frozen right after it's cooked and there are no preservatives. So um, it's it's like you're freezing, um, you know, if you were freezing meat and then thawing it out before eating it, it's still the same product. It has just been frozen to last longer. So I think that's that's the case with this and it shouldn't get a bad rap that other like frozen foods would get yeah and they're doing really well so i'm um this company has been around for a while probably since they have their products in over you know ten thousand grocery stores across the country so yeah they're they're doing pretty well haven't heard of them before probably because um i don't have kids but <laughs> yeah it seems like they're really well established yeah, they've actually only been around since since 2016, or at least that's when I think um, that that's the information that I got. Um, so it's less than you know, it's less than 10 years old. But it uh, since I think since this market is so huge, and maybe they were one of the first to sort of target children specifically um, with you know with with hidden vegetables and stuff like that. I think maybe that's how they were. Get able to get into so many grocery stores um and like i was mentioning like even though even though the target audience is kids parents really have to um approve them and parents i think are huge um you know they take up a big segment of um consumers uh when it comes to food so i think once they gain the approval of parents they are pretty much off to the races and and, um, they recommend it to other parents and then other children are eating it. So they're a very good, uh, you know, segment to to target. All right, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Food Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, everyone, and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the X Talks Food Industry Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find Xtalks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more.
The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalk.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.